Hello and welcome to the Daily Dose of Dopamine podcast brought to you by Wiggle in partnership with Calm, Campaign Against Living Miserably. Now I'm your host Jamie Lang and before we start I want to tell you a little bit about the series. Online sports retailer Wiggle and suicide prevention charity Calm have come together to create this bite-sized daily podcast specifically for post-marathon listening. Now, in a bid to tackle the post-marathon blues, the Daily Dose of Dopamine podcast has been designed to see you through the post-race slump and ensure that you're always up for the next challenge. As always, I'm joined by one of England's most iconic rugby players, the man with the greatest hair. It's like honey dripping down his head. His gorgeous head. It's Chris Robshaw. I think that's grease, isn't it? It's not grease. You're not greasy. I just think, <laughs> I think, I think if I had to describe you, Chris, as a condiment, it would be a thousand island sauce. You know what? I don't think anyone's ever described me as one of them. Just delicious. So versatile. Can just go on everything. That's how I describe you. Good thing we're talking about food. That's why I used it. It was <laughs> like that. That was a good little... God, we're like Anton Deck. This is unbelievable. <laughs> On this episode, as Chris said, we're going to look at diet and all the good stuff the body needs to heal after the unbelievable intensity of a marathon. Chris, let's jump straight into it. Okay, what is the difference between eating for enjoyment and eating for fuel? Like when you were playing rugby, what was the difference? So I retired in June. And up until about Christmas time, so I had a good six months, I was very much a retired player where I was kind of eating what I wanted, having a bit more alcoholic drinks and all that kind of stuff, enjoying myself probably than I was used to rather than just having kind of meat, veg and carbs and protein and all that kind of stuff. Um, I got a little bit bigger, I must admit. Uh, <laughs> and you know what, the good thing about running the marathon, it all quickly strip you back down because you start eating the, the correct stuff and the, the right fuel. So, so hang on. So when you're not on like an ultra healthy, strict diet, what is your go-to straight away? So my go-to post-marathon is going to be a Chinese. Is it? I can't wait. And oh my God. all the trimmings. What are you drinking? I think you finish at Pall Mall, and it's near Victoria. So I'll probably get a train home from Victoria. And I think I've seen, I've never been into it, but there's a very good milkshake place. For myself, I don't have a massive alcoholic craving. A lot of people are saying, you know what, when I finish, I can't wait to have that first beer. I've not drunk for f four months or whatever. But for myself, it's I've never been a huge drinker. There's, there's a bit of this kind of stigma that everyone assumes rugby guys and sports people. Yes, don't get me wrong, we enjoy a good night out and all that stuff. But it's so professional now. You're always thinking about the next game and people aren't drinking as much as they did back in 10, mm. 15, 20 years ago. So again, it's me just having the, the good food, the enjoyable food, maybe a pizza as well. Maybe I'll get a pizza straight away and then a Chinese when I get home. So that's what you'll get? You'll double up? I think when you run and complete it, you're burning kind of four or 5,000 calories. Yeah. Uh, I hope I am anyway. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's but the, the transition is hard, right? Because you're right. Cause you're, you're like you said, when you're training, it's, it's meat, it's veg, it's healthy, it's clean, all that kind of stuff. And then, and you've been training all that. You've probably been taking in a lot of calories, right? But then you've been training a lot. When you stop all of that training, what happens is, is that sometimes you're still eating the same amount and that can be a bit of an issue. Myself, when I, when I finished playing rugby, I was still eating like I was playing. I mean, when we were at our playing, we we're probably having six good sized meals plus protein shakes and bars and nuts and all that kind of stuff and smoothies. So you're drinking a, and eating a huge amount of calories. And I'm not saying I've gone that far now, 
but I'm having a lot. So when I kind of got myself back in, back into order, I found that I'd have to fast in the morning. So I tried just to cut out that initial meal. Mm. It might not have been the best way for everyone, but for me, it just automatically meant I would cut out calories. Post-marathon now, you need to eat well to recover. So again, it's the carbs. And yes, have a good cheap meal that I'm sure everyone out there has done, yeah. but have a good week of food and try to do it gradually. Don't go from... Sunday, yeah, brilliant race, had a great cheap meal, whatever you have, and then just think, completely cut everything out. Gradually take your steps down because your body's acclimatized to it. And also your body still needs that fuel because it's going to it's gonna need to recover for, like we said earlier in the last episode, a good good week, two weeks. Yeah. I My kryptonite, honestly, I got a few of them. Crisps and hummus and tamaslata. Oh, that pink fishy yogurt whatever it is it's just delicious that sounds gross now it sounds yeah. terrible that and a, a cheese toasty just Worcester sauce in there simple but effective oh it's it's the most effective thing in the world if I go to heaven when the gate's open that's what's going to be so there. that's going to be your last meal it's going to be my last meal and my meal all the time it's just wedding the, meal yeah cheese toasty I'm going to change it all Forget that cod maybe a midnight snack <laughs> no forget the cod <laughs> going to have a cheese toasty it's unbelievable Okay, that's all the stuff that we want, but what do our bodies actually need in this post-marathon period to repair and replenish everything they've lost in the race? Now, we know water is a big one. We've already spoken about the need to rest and hydrate. Next up are anti-inflammatory foods like fruits, veggies, fish, walnuts, those kind of things. Pushing your body during a race will create micro-tears in your muscles. This results in inflammation with white blood cells rushing to repair the stressed area. So it is totally important to make sure your muscles fully repair or you'll end up with chronic inflammation that can lead to injuries. Uh, Chris, what were you kind of doing? Anything at all? Foods you were eating when you were playing rugby that you go, I know this is going to help my body. I find with a lot of it, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there, yes, there are crack foods and stuff, but people get quite superstitious. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who... That does happen, ev- doesn't it? Before everything. So when I was actually playing, before I played, I would love to have spag bowl. Just spaghetti bolognese, honestly. What? <laughs> Not the most Just big. before you went on the no, pitch? No, sorry, the night before. So the <laughs> night before, because we, we always speak about how important the day before is and yeah. the two days before in the build-up, because a lot of people, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of the runners out there who were so nervous on the day, they have to eat, but they struggle to eat. Yeah. So for me, it was very superstitious, but also it had the protein, it had the carbs and, and all that stuff. But then there'd be other people who would say, you probably shouldn't have red meat because red meat's a bit heavy. You should have a, a chicken or a fish. So then you kind of weigh up what's better for the body and is it taken away or in the mind? So you're trying to kind of play those games. Because it plays tricks on you, doesn't it? And it does. And there are certain people that would only ever have certain things. And then if you, we would go to certain hotels where they wouldn't have certain food. Mm. And some players would just be completely all over the place because they'd be like, I haven't had my, I don't know, my four pancakes with a scrambled egg on top or something. Do you know what I mean? It's it's that type of thing. And they can start to play in your head. But for me, yeah, pre-marathon, I'm going to have some chicken and rice. No, but I think it's important that you have a full week of good stuff. You don't completely go off the off the wagon and say, you know what, I've done my marathon. And also you've got your body into good habits. A lot of people would have used this marathon to whether reset their bodies, get like I did as well, kind of post-retiring, get myself back into that kind of fitness mentality. So don't just waste all the good work you've done. Yes, repair your body. But also think, yeah, you know what, I've, I've really achieved something and continue to stick with that because people say it's it's hard to to get on a diet and all that kind of stuff, but it's even harder staying there. 
Mm. So really work hard. Yes, enjoy yourself, but maybe drop it off a little bit and have a bit more moderations, but also continue those good habits. What is your secret in a bolognese? Everyone has like a little like, oh, I put like unicorn blood in it or something. You know what? My bolognese was so, so, so bad. It was good. We had a, a, food, a real good foodie at our club, a guy called Will Collier, a player. Um, and he was devastated. Well, I just had my mincemeat and Dolmio sauce. And he, had, Oh my God, that actually shocked me. That yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that actually got me like, honestly, that's what you'd have. That that is why mince have. meat and just dump that on top. A bit of bolognese. I might put some oregano in there. Um, maybe what, to make it look fancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe an extra spicy sauce, but or half and half. That's what I would do. Okay. Uh, and he was like you. He was shocked. I'm shocked. As we discussed in last episode, now the post-marathon blues are totally real, right? So I've got a few ideas here for mood-boosting foods to try. Turkey. Turkey is delicious. I love turkey. Uh, chia seeds. Do you like chia seeds? Yeah, well, I, I have chia seeds and flax seeds, and I put that in kind of a, a smoothie in the morning generally. Throw it all in there, some frozen berries. Stuff like that is great, yeah. Quick and easy meal. Chia seeds are one for vegans as well. They're a great source of magnesium, otherwise known as uh, nature's relaxant mineral and can help with stress and anxiety, which I didn't know. I also had this thing that apparently if you want to suppress the appetite for sugar, you should eat blueberries because they have magnesium in them. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm, I'm full of facts, buddy. You want, if, you just, if you ever want a fact, you just um, come to me. Okay. <laughs> Right, that's another episode done from us. Guys, we're officially halfway through our eight episodes. You can wipe that tear away, Chris. Don't, don't get too upset. Uh, join us next time as we think about how to fill the void left by the marathon and all that training. Now, for more information about Wiggle and this podcast series, please visit their blog at wiggle.com slash guide slash daily hyphen dose. It's in the description below. If you want to support Calm's vital work, please visit the website at thecalmzone.net. It's also in the description below. And donate or check out their events page to see how you can help Calm by running for them. Additionally, your running group, club or crew can now sign up to be a Calm community and support Calm's incredible work. You'll get loads of stuff from advice on how to support your members with Calm's vital resources to how you can help Calm's work through the thing you love. All the while while wearing a neon orange running top. What's not to love?